The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. Welcome to Saints History, told and experienced the way God intended it, with excessive amounts of alcohol and cursing. The booze is probably bourbon because... Their alcohols are for rich women on diets. Now, here's your drunk Saints History host, who is... Bombed out of his gourd. All right, welcome to Saints Drunk History. Uh, You paid for it, you get it. Uh, This episode, we are doing the 2000 Saints. Kevin is joining me because me and Kevin had a blog that lasted about 10 seconds. No, it lasted longer. We did did a bunch of stuff, right, Kevin, on the blog? Hakeem dropped the ball. We did a bunch of stuff to start. We did a lot of stuff. It, It faded over time. But the 2000 Saints, which we were talking about this on a, on a previous show, Kevin, that if you'd have told someone after 99, when Ditka it was a trash heap, it was, it was disgustingly bad, if you'd have said that the 2000 Saints were going to win the first playoff game in Saints history, they'd have had you fucking committed. Like, the Sa- like I, don't, I don't think people forget how bad a shape the Saints were after Ditka left. Like, they were just totally wrecked. Yeah, I, and he, here's the other thing. Like, if I'm going to piggyback, I'll piggyback on that. If you'd have, if you'd have said this, then this. <laughs> if you'd have said, if you'd have said, hey, so like that that team that's going to come along and win the first playoff game in in franchise history, yeah, they are not going to be memorialized uh, and lionized at all in the city. In fact, in fact, it will be a blessing when they when they are run out of town <laughs> that's true they'd have just they'd have just they they would have thought uh like you would have been yeah you'd have been thrown in the clink first of all but but they they might have just given you the the uh jack nicholson at one floor over the cuckoo's nest tree yeah the if you just had the two that the 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 first saints team to ever win a playoff game the quarterback's gonna throw four touchdowns in that game and they're gonna run him out of town on a rail like that's what happened to Aaron Brooks in a span of five years. But the, before we get out to all that, the 2000 Saints, um, going into it, like the one thing that Ditka did, or or it was a sort of a, a at the time we didn't look at it as a blessing, but it really was. Like Ditka was so like anti free agency, and the Saints and Q Herrick was so worried about just making sure Benson made money. Like they didn't spend any money in free agency hardly. Like I think the one guy they signed was like. Wally Williams, who's like a, was a guard, and they paid him a bunch of money as a guard. But that was it. Like they, like the Saints, they 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 brought in guys, but they never spent any money. So like when they were done in '99, like Randy Mueller came in, and like the Saints' books were like totally clean. So they had like a shit ton of cap space. So that was the one thing that was good from Ditka is Ditka. They were so the Saints. At least they weren't terrible in free agency. They just didn't do it. They didn't know how to be aggressive or whatever, you know? So they had clean books and Kevin, they brought in a shit ton of people that year. Like, I mean, it's the list of free agents they signed. I mean, they had, they, they did Jeff Blake and 
uh, Norman Hand and uh, oh, I love, love Norman Hand. Norman Hand was Norman Hand. We'll get it to a Norman Hand story later on. But they they brought in Norman Hand. They brought in Joe Horn. They uh, they they brought in Darren Smith and um, Kevin Mathis at corner and Oldham and Darren Perry and Fred Thomas and Toby Gowen. Um and you know uh the Jeff Blake signing, like I think people were pretty we were pretty excited about like it was it wasn't like oh my god over the moon but but P I I, I was pretty pumped about the Jeff Blake. I, I was like, well at least he's competent like he'll be okay at quarterback. He's the decent right. Yeah. You know? Um so it was it was I mean so there was I mean Hey, were, I'm I'm looking at the I'm looking at the 2000 draft. 2000 draft was they shit. had oh boy. they had nine players that they drafted. Yeah, they drafted nine players. Read them out. It, it, Darren Howard was home, their first pick. Home run. Uh, Terrell Smith at fullback. Pretty good. He made the roster at least. Yeah, and that was in round four. Round five, Tuton Reyes didn't play for the Saints. Guard. Played, for, played for Carolina. Didn't play for the Saints. I mean, he didn't. He didn't uh, do much for the Saints, but you know. And he okay. So they had three picks in the fifth round within thirty-five picks of each other. Uh, next pick, Austin Wheatley, a tight end. Nah, fit, flop. And oh, sorry. Uh, and uh, Chad Morton at running back. He actually fun fun story about Chad Morton. He holds the Saints record for most catches in a playoff game. Jesus. <laughs> All right. Round six, Mark Bulger. Yeah. Pro Bowl, uh, Pro Bowl quarterback, not with the Saints. Right. Uh, Michael Hawthorne, defensive back. He was the P.J. Williams of his day. He was tall. He was rangy. He was going to be something, but he never was. Uh, Sherrod Gideon, wide receiver. People were pumped about him. I he was a, never, he was a I, have, I have no recollection of this guy. He, he never made the team. He, was, he, he, did, he did some things in a, in a mini camp one time that got people excited. Oh, okay. Uh, Kevin oh. Ha- Kevin Hauser. And Kevin Hauser. <laughs> Kevin ha- long snapper. <laughs> film credits. Film oh, credits. Kevin Hauser. Kevin Hauser was the final pick uh, in the draft. Yeah, Kevin Hauser played for a while for the Saints. He played for another team too, uh, but he's he's known as film he's known as film credit fraud guy. That's yes. what that's what Kevin Howes is known. So the 2000 Saints, they 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 brought in, uh, they had Randy Miller. They did a bunch of which you know heading into two, heading into the season, people were pretty pumped because the thing was, the Saints, they really changed things around for two. Like they they split. So Kevin, like 2000, the the, the fan, I felt like the fans and the media were pretty pumped just because the Saints. We didn't think they would be. We didn't know if they'd be good or whatever. But there was a feeling of like, thank God they have finally joined the modern NFL, and they're going to treat free agency. And they, they have a young general manager, Randy Mueller, and has at least they know what they're doing. And they signed a shit ton of people. At least they have joined the modern NFL, and 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 at least are trying to attempt to navigate free agency. That's what that's what I kind of felt like, you know. Yeah, there definitely seemed to be uh, a, uh, at least a positive vibe with a new regime. And Jeff Blake, I mean, Jeff Blake seemed seemed like a decent enough quarterback. Yeah, I mean, um, <coughs> the thing is, too, is like people forget now, but like 
the Saints back then, like, they struggled to sell out that stadium. You know, like, the the, the, the home opener, man, in 2000, which we'll start with that. Um, they barely sold it out, man. And they lost to Detroit. And they lost 14-10 to 10 to a Detroit team that had started Stony Case at quarterback. You know? I mean... That, that, that loss is, is... There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This is, it was pretty, was, was, um. Uh was pretty fucking terrible. Um, and the Saints did not score an offensive uh, touchdown in that game. Sammy Knight had a 37-yard interception return, and that was their only touchdown. I mean, th- th- I mean, that Lions team was uh, pretty brutal. Let me look at them. No, I take it back. That Lions team was 8-8. Eight eight. I, I, I take it all back. That was the, that was the pre-Matt Millen. That was right before they hired Matt Millen. I take it all back. Uh, we'll get back to the Lions in a second. So they lost to the Lions, um, and there was a sense of oh shit, this team. Like I remember, like it was like this is gonna be a long year, man. This rebuild gonna take a long. This rebuild gonna take a while. Like there, there was, there was no, there was no expectation that the Saints were gonna be anything close to good, right? I don't remember that at all. Uh the, the 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 wait you said the, the two, Saints the two thousand team like there was no expectation that they were going to be any anything close to five hundred or decent right I I mean I I mean I guess I was looking at it like well maybe you know just be competitive I think yeah. that's what I was looking yeah. at yeah. and the and I guess that the sentiment carried in in 06 when the new regime came in it's just like just be competitive and look they started out one and three and then they had a bye week. So it was like they they had yeah they they went into the bye week at 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 a maybe a maybe a good time because it stopped them it, maybe it stopped the skid but yeah well let's talk about the one thing I will say by the way uh, Jeff Blake got sacked five times against the Lions that game but the one thing I will say the, the they started out one and three but that one win in San Diego was huge like that was a that was a game where they played the Chargers. And that was Ryan Leaf before uh, before Ryan Leaf became the sort of bust 
all-time bust that he was going to be. Like he started that game, and the Chargers were winning, and it looked like the Saints were kind of done in that game. And Jeff Blake let him down, and he hit Joe Horn for the game-winning score uh, with 47 seconds left. And, you know, people were like, wow, man, Jeff Blake let him down. They look good. And that was sort of Joe Horn's coming-out party. He caught 12 for a buck 16 and two touchdowns, and you were like, who is that guy? That that guy they signed that we've never heard of from Itawamba Junior College and the Chiefs. Like, that dude's, like, fucking good. Like, you know, it's one of those moments where, like, it fe- it wasn't so much of, like, a, like a you know how sometimes players will just have a great game, and you'd be like, oh, that's just, like, a one-time thing. Like, Joe Horn, it felt like a mo- – you're like, oh, that dude's good. Like, you know, and it, it got people excited. Yeah. You're, but you're right. They did spiral downward. And they were one and three, and then they played the Bears, and like they st- played the Bears. I remember they 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 were one and three, and they uh, the 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 game started like Mike Brown, the, Jeff Blake threw another interception. They're down seven nothing, and then the Saints just got fucking rolling. And the thing about Jeff Blake that was, you know, he wasn't a great quarterback, but I will say this: like as far as like a pretty pass that's like a deep ball like Jeff Blake his deep ball to Joe Horn was it was like a artwork Kevin it was like beautiful it was like high and beautiful and like a raindrop you know and, and maybe I'm drunk now and, and I'm 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 overdoing it but I, I feel like Jeff Blake threw this like pretty pass to Joe Horn like the deep ball and is that wrong? Is that is my memory just totally? Uh, alcohol? That's, I don't know, man. That's on you. I I don't recall enough. Uh, Jeff, I don't <laughs> Jeff recall Blake. Jeff Blake deep passes to uh to have a solid opinion. Yeah. So they they beat the Bears and they got to two and three, and then they went home and they played Carolina, uh, and they won twenty four to six, and and like three and three was like a big deal because this is this is this is pre uh, Saints winning the playoff game. The 1990s of Jim Moore are a long fucking way away, you know, 91, 92 Saints is a long way away. Like, 3 and 3 was like, fuck yeah, let's have a parade, you know? Um, And then they went to Atlanta, and they won 21 to 19, uh, and got to 4 and 3. Of course, Morton Anderson still playing for the Falcons. He kicks a 50-yard field goal. And the, and the, the Falcons were still like that. They were still most of the post-Super Bowl team from 98. They had Tim Dwight and all. But that was a game I remember where Ricky Williams just um, went nuts. And it was like, oh, yeah, Ricky Williams, pretty fucking – Ditka was totally wrong to give up everything and a future – you know, like two number ones and an entire draft. Like, that's fucking stupid. At the time, you were kind of like, well, that's in the past now. We, we can't do anything about it. When he runs 29 times for 156 yards and three touchdowns, like, he's pretty good. Like, you know? Uh, right. And that was the moment where, like, yeah, Ricky Williams is pretty fucking good. And they got to four and three, and you were like and, – and the thing is, people don't remember this, Kevin, is, like, back in the day – you know, now they have all the, the, the balance schedule with the NFL, right, where, like, you play uh, – you play everybody in your division – you play one division from the NFC, one division from the AFC, and two teams that finish in the same spot in the division as you. But in 2000, that's not how it was, dude. In 2000, you got what we used to call the last place schedule. 
which was a fucking dream. Like, that's what you clung to if you were a bad team. You're like, well, we get the last place schedule. And you just played, like, every... Like, the NFL, to, to create parity, would just say, all the shitty teams are just going to play each other. And, like, one of y'all will make the playoffs. Because, you know... And that was the thing. Like, the Saints' schedule in that year was so bad. But, I mean, uh, I feel like people... Kevin, do you feel like people... I don't feel like people held it against Ricky Williams that Ditka was irresponsible to get him. Is that fair? Uh, I don't know. I think I would say some people did hold it against him because, like, he didn't... uh, It's like, yeah, he had these big games, but it never... He never felt like this... He never... It never felt like, okay, this is the guy, like, the, the whole... His whole career has justified Mike Ditka making no. this asinine decision. No. And he was and, never And it was just like what and, and then he gets so then he gets traded away. And he becomes and, a, and at that point and, and at that point it's everybody can just write him off. And I never felt like there was Well, t- two thousand two Ricky Williams with the Dolphins. The Saints never got that Ricky Williams. Even Ricky Williams in 2000 was was kind of fat, and he was still really good. But he uh, he was kind of fat, and he wasn't great. Um, you know, 2000, 2001, he was good. Two, when they traded him, he got like in super shape and like rolled for the Dolphins. That's why the Saints ended up getting two number ones for him. Because when the Saints traded him, they're like, we get a number one, and if he runs for 1500 or, or 1500 no it was 18 if he runs for 1800 yards we get a second number one and he did it for the Dolphins in 2002 so he was never as good as he was with the Saints as he was with the, 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 the right. two, two years with the Dolphins but anyway I mean the Saints were uh, but, but 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 I tell you what I would definitely say I would definitely say you get you got to kill Mike you got to smash Mike Ditka more for for that I mean yeah like, that's just like you can't blame like okay. I get you can't blame the player if the t- if it if it's if a franchise is going to go stupid yeah. and draft them and put on, and do some weird uh, picks or whatever to draft them. But the guy didn't. I don't know. I mean, maybe maybe it was on un- maybe maybe it was unfair because it put all this pressure and all these expectations on Ricky Williams that that, that really almost no player could live up to. Yeah, and then so, so so maybe that maybe that's the point. And with, then again, you circle it back around. You come back and you're like, man, I really hate Ditka. <laughs> we did the Ditka years. The Ditka. I mean, that, the Ricky Williams trade it. And for ridiculousness, it'll never be topped. Um, so the Saints, they go, they beat Atlanta, then they play Arizona, and they beat Arizona. Arizona back then, it's terrible. They're five and three, and then they played uh, San Francisco. And my favorite thing about that San Francisco game was. The Saints uh, jumped out on San Francisco um, twenty-eight to nothing at the half, and my favorite part of that was the Saints had like a fourth and like like half a yard from like their own like thirty-three, and Jim has it was like fuck it, we're up twenty-one nothing, we're going for it. And I remember the dome just going crazy because you know you have the 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 Ditka years of just awfulness, and before that you had the Mora years which were good. But Mora was never like a you never would characterize Mora as like a risk taker, right? 
Like, Moore was nope. always like, punt, I played the good defense, and we're going to win. Like, so it was this, like, fuck yeah, we're going for it. We're gonna, and it's San Francisco, the team you hate the most. We're like, we're up 21 another. We're going to fucking stick our boot on their fucking neck. And they got it, and they drove down and scored. And it was like, the, the Dome was just loving it. And after the game, uh, Jim Moore Jr. was like, that's so disrespectful. They're going for it on their own 30 yard line and, and like it was just like people loved it and they got to six and three and you know that year the nfc was just garbage like the giants ended up going to the super bowl minnesota they had gone to culpa but they weren't great it was like one of those years where like the whole conference is down so people started looking around and you're like dude the saints are six and three and the nfc kind of blows i mean maybe and then the next week they go to carolina and they beat Carolina, but then the run of injuries started, Kevin. You know where they they lose. Well, wait, well, okay. Well, before and, uh, you get bad, before you get to the bad news, let me let, let me say some good news here. So, I'm looking at the attendance. They sold out every home game, except for the Panthers game. Yeah. So I, I'm 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 going to say that. Then, during the stretch of wins that you just ran off, they outscored their opponents 148 to 70. Yeah. Like, they were they were rolling. The one thing I was – and before we get to the, 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 the injuries that just killed them, you know, I forgot to mention this, and I'll just I'll – straight up, I'll just blame the alcohol. You know, the Saints, that 2000 team may have had the worst preseason a Saints team – has had in my lifetime. Not in the way that they looked on the field. Their first preseason game, Kevin, they lost Cam Cleland out for the year. Rob Kelly, say whatever you want about Rob Kelly. They expected him to start at safety. He was out for the year. They signed a corner, Steve Israel, from the Patriots. He broke it. They lost three starters on the first two motherfucking series of the preseason. And, like, literally, I think John Clayton called it Black Saturday in a post on ESPN.com for the Saints. And, like, can you – I don't ever remember a preseason, a preseason game being that horrible, no. horrible for injuries. No. You know? And the thing is, the injuries continued. Like, they played Carolina. They beat them 20-10. to 10, But Ricky Williams breaks his ankle. He gets, gets to 1,000 yards. Uh with a ton of games to go, by the way, like that could have been a monstrous year for Ricky Williams if you think about it, because they still had a ton of games to go, and he had a thousand he had a thousand yards after ten weeks. Like that could have been a monstrous year for him. He breaks his ankle, and you're like, "Fuck!" It's the same. And then the next week, which they play the Raiders, and they just get housed. Like, but the thing is, Jeff Br- Jeff Blake breaks his leg hideously, and he's out, and he's never the same. Like after, would you agree? Like Jeff Lake was never close to being as good as he was with this. He was never as good as he was with the 2000 Saints after he broke the after he broke the league. He was never as good in the NFL ever again. Is that fair to say? Right. Yes. Um, and on the sad st- stadium scale, Kevin, I've there are two stadiums that I've. Well, I would say three times I've walked out of a Saints game where the the, the crowd has just been. Or, or, or football games, that the crowd has just been utterly just broken 
The first is the 92 playoff game against the Eagles. They were winning 20-6. to They end up losing, getting – it falls apart in the fourth quarter. They lose by a couple of scores. Like, that stadium was just sad because you knew you're like, the Mora team, they're getting old. They're now 0-4 in the playoffs under Moore. Like, it's never going to happen probably, and you're just sad. The second one was in 2007, LSU lost the final game of the year to Arkansas when they were number one. And you were like, they lost in like, I think it was two or three overtimes. So you were like, uh, they lost in overtime to Arkansas. The national championship is gone. It's all flushed down the toilet. It was just silence. And the other one is this game. The, the Raider game where the Saints, they lose. They're 7-4. and four, And they lose Jeff Blake. And they're playing this rookie who, by the way, they traded for him, like, I think the week before the season started, they traded, like, a second-round pick or something to the Green Bay Packers. And it was like, huh? They, You know, they're playing Aaron Brooks. You're like, oh, they're fucked. They're playing the Rams next week, the defending Super Bowl champion. Like, I've never been at a Saint. I don't think I've ever walked out of a Saints game that's ever been sadder. Even in, like, you pick any horrific loss you want to say that the Saints have ever Like, walking out of that stadium, like, it was like a funeral, Kevin. Oh, it was a third round pick. It was a, for for Aaron Brooks. Yeah, yeah. The Packers, the Packers traded Brooks and tight end Lamont Hall for linebacker KD Williams and the Saints' third round pick Lam- in the twenty in the in the two thousand one draft. Lam- Lamont Hall, his number one job was to shit stir on special teams and during the game. Like that was his job. He was a shit stirrer, and he played for the Saints for a while too. But anyway, continue. Would you? I mean. I don't know if you, I was at the game. Like it was so that was so sad. Like it was like a funeral. Like and see, and it, the thing is, Kevin, I you know at that point the Saints never having won a play. It it just felt like like Charlie Brown trying to kick the football at that point. It was just like you, you felt like the universe was against us. Yeah. Uh so. You know, and and think of it, Kevin. You know, we talk about regular season when you know we talked about. In a, in a previous podcast, you know, the, the best regular Saints season win. Kevin, we forgot about this one. They go to the Rams the next week, the Super Bowl champion Rams, and don't have Ricky Williams. They don't have Jeff Blake. And they go to the Rams and they win 31-24. Yeah. to 24. And I will say this about Haslam. He wasn't a good coach, a good head coach. He He – and you can knock him for that. But the thing that I always liked about Hazlitt was he was head first, balls to the wall, reckless. And he didn't give a fuck. And when it worked, it was great. Like, they played that Rams game. They opened the game with an onside kick. You know? Like, and it, like Jim Hazlitt, he didn't have a lot of good calls, but I love that about him. Um, the funny thing about that game, Kevin, is Aaron Brooks, like, he wasn't great in that game. Uh, he was only, like, 15 of uh, 31. but 17 man, of 20. I'm looking at the number uh, right now. 17 of 29. 17 of 29. But it, he, it, felt, it, it felt like he could be really good. From the start of the, am I am I remembering that long? Like I remember people being like, "Wow, he can run around." He like, can make- oh yeah, you can see you can see the t- like, like I I think that's, I think that's why guys like me stayed on the Aaron Brooks train as long as we did is because like we knew like we knew the talent was there, we knew the skill was there, 
Yeah. We'd seen the guy could we'd seen the guy could run and extend a play, and we knew he could he could pass. I mean, it, it, the guy had the guy had all. I mean, you hate saying the guy had all the skill in the world, but he had the skills. Yeah. And oddly enough, I'm looking at the box score, the, the scoring on the box score. Yeah. Uh, the first touchdown that Brooks throws in the game uh, is with eight seconds left in the first quarter uh, to some to some unknown journeyman named Brian Milne. <laughs> Brian Milne. Oh, the good times of him. Like they had Gerald Moore at running back in that game. He had 18 carries for 61 yards. But the thing about that game that um, is sort of uh, lost. God damn! Him. I said Milne and not. Uh, yeah, you see, probably. there you go. I said I said Milne and not Milne. <laughs> Milne. That's the street I grew up on in Lakefield. Uh, so the one thing about that game that I feel like is 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 kind of you know it, these games get so long ago and I, I do it in my column, Kevin. Like now, whenever I do Saints references to previous things, I'm like I can't reference anything before 2000 because the majority of the people that read this won't know it. You know, um, so you got to keep that in mind. But the thing that I feel like is lost to history to that game, I think that game contained one of the best individual defensive performances by a Saints player in the history of the franchise. It might be number one. Leroy Glover in that game just destroyed the fucking Rams in a way that if you go back and it's 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 magical. Like we've been we've been uh predisposed to such bad defense over the last generation, Kevin, we almost forget what it looks like, right? You know? Um Yeah. That 2000 team had 66 fucking sacks. They sacked Steve Burline eight uh 17 and a half times in two games. Like that's ridiculous. But Leroy Glover, he sacked Trent Green on the last play. Warner had a concussion. I mean, that that defensive line, they had Leroy Glover, Joe Johnson, Darren Howard, all had double-digit sacks, and they had, rest in peace, one of my all-time favorite Saints players, Norman Hand, was just, he was so fun. Kevin. I, I say, listen, I say fat ass with absolute love and adoration. Yeah. Absolute love and adoration. This guy, I mean, he, I, I, I could have swore, like, during a, Maybe it was during a uh, preseason practice or something. The guy was wearing like two jerseys taped together <laughs> to cover him. Like, I don't know if it was two jerseys taped together or if it was a jersey that was given like the Mike Tyson treatment where it was <laughs> cut up the side so I could just like just pull it over his head and just have him play like that. But I mean, man, that 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 is a that was a man baby. It was he was great and and uh, funny story about him is and we'll get you know as we go through the season I just want to jump to it they played the Rams in the last game of the year and they if the Saints would have won they'd have got a buy and they didn't and the Rams won and they had to play the Rams the next week and Marshall Falk just ran fucking wild on him Norman Hand was so mad about it in the press conference in his interview afterwards he stayed in his uniform. And answered questions in his uniform. He was so mad. He just sat at the chair and answered the questions in the uniform. And I remember watching the news. I was like, dude, I love you. Like, you care as much as we care about this. He's just answering answering questions in full uniform. I was like, yes. But that that team, Kevin, listen to their, their side. 
Leroy Glover, 17. Joe Johnson, 12. Darren Howard, 11. Keith Mitchell, 6.5. Willie Whitehead had 5.5. Willie Whitehead was the fifth best pass rusher on that team. I would give a week's pay to have Willie Whitehead and his 5.5 sacks play defensive end for the 2017 Saints. Like, that's how good that pass rush was. Ridiculous. You know, Kevin, this is how good it was. It was so good it got Ron Zook the Florida job. <laughs> that's how good that's how good that's how good the two thousand def- Saints defense was. Florida looked at it and was like, Ron Zook, he must be a good coach. He got the say he helped the Saints win a playoff game. And they hired Ron Zook to replace Steve Spurrier. Like, that's how good that defense was. So, um just just I mean uh, just you know, so uh, the Saints they struggled and you know they they, they got housed by Denver uh, the next week. Uh, but then I want to say another maybe I want to say, and this this will give me a lot of flack, but I, I I still say they went to San Francisco, Kevin, and that game Aaron Brooks played. I still say it's a top five individual performance by an offensive player in Saints history. He was phenomenal in that game. And I he 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 ran for a hundred yards, threw a couple of touchdowns, and um you know, twelve of twenty nine, two touchdowns, no interceptions doesn't sound great, but he ran eleven times for a hundred and eight and like the Saints had to that forty nine team was bad, but the Saints had to battle their ass off to win that game. Yeah. And and I'll tell you a funny story about this. Kenny Wilkerson, rest his soul too, he's on the sideline. He said he almost got thrown out of the game because he was so excited and, and, and yelling at the ref about spots and stuff. And that the Saints were just, it was, I mean, that, that 2000 team, I mean, Kevin, it's hard to, I mean, it's, it's so long ago. It's hard to remember because it, it like, like 2000, like you did, you had the internet, right? But you didn't have like social media. So I feel like, you didn't have this community of Saints fans that you have now, right? You know, like, I feel like there's Saints fans that I've never met in person, but, like, I interact with them on Twitter, and they interact with us on the podcast, and I feel like there's a great community. In 2000, yeah, you had the internet, but it was just sort of like you experienced the Saints in your own little way, right? You watched the game, you read the paper, you might have got on the internet and gone to ESPN.com and dial up. It was a pain in the ass. You know, so it was this weird... Like, it was just a different experience. Is that fair to say? Yes. Yeah, uh, like, I mean, you know, I didn't know you. Uh, I don't know. I can't remember. I think Dave might have just moved. Yeah. To to the city. Uh, I don't know what Juge was doing. He was probably, uh, <laughs> Still, probably beating middle-aged women in tennis. I don't know. Yes. He's been doing that his whole life. Um, but, like, yeah, it was basically, all right, sit and watch the game. Uh, with your family, which, you know, is always an, a fun experience. Anybody that knows, uh, that knows my family. Um, and then either, either be happy for an hour or piss and moan about it for about three hours. <laughs> yeah. Turn and then on, we'd go out to turn on buddy D. Yeah. It, it, yeah. It's, it, yeah. We would leave to go somewhere to go eat and yeah. Turn on buddy D for the, uh, for the, po- for the drive home. Yeah, I remember, like, Buddy D, I remember, I used to, I worked, that was, I I had 
I had uh I had gotten back. I had I had my God rest you know my my grandma was nice enough to where when she was a world traveler and she said if you ever want to go to Europe I'll pay for it. So I went and studied LSU Europe abroad and I did that in 2000 in the summer and I came back and I I didn't have a job. I had graduated school. I worked as a master control operator at Channel 32. Uh. And I had to work like I I had to work on Sunday, so I'd watch the game and I'd listen to Buddy. And Buddy D after that Rams game was euphoric. Like he came on the air and was like, "This is the biggest win in Saints history, bar none." And he was just like like there was a there was a joy about the 2000 team that was so fun. Uh, and I think it would have been even more fun with the internet uh, if we'd had like Twitter and stuff. Uh, but it was just it was just a different experience. So the Saints and and they finish up, and you know they finish up the year and they beat San Francisco to get to nine wins, uh, and then the next week they beat a really bad Atlanta team to get to ten and five, and uh, they they win they win like twenty three to seven, uh, you know, and. So like they go in, like we said, they go into the final, and man, Kevin, I hate to, I hate to be like what if, but man, if they beat the Rams in that final game, like that year, the NFC was so fucking terrible. Like Kerry Collins ended up winning the Super Bowl with the going to the Super Bowl with the Giants. Like I, I want to say, like if the Saints had been thirty percent luckier with injuries. Like that team could have won the NFC. Like the NFC was shitty. Or am I just too drunk now? Am I am I off the rails? I, I think you might be too drunk now. <laughs> I, I I I think I think uh, I I could see. Okay, I could see them getting to the second round. Who who else was in the uh... the playoffs? It was Minnesota. The Giants were the one seed. Minnesota was the two seed. The Saints were the three seed. And I forget the four and five seeds. Oh, Philadelphia. Okay. Philadelphia. Tampa, Philadelphia. Tampa and Philadelphia. And then the Rams were the sixth seed. So I just. So. Okay. So the Rams would have been out of the playoffs. So who would have gotten in? I guess the Detroit would have got in. So it would have, the Saints would have played Detroit. Well, that's if. Well, would, would the Saints still going to be the three seed or would yeah. they have been? A well, two? no, they'd have been the two seed. They'd have been the two okay, seed. Okay. So then they'd have gotten a bye. So then it would have been. What Detroit against Minnesota? It probably, yeah, it probably would have been the or Saints. Philadelphia against uh, Minnesota. Yeah, it probably would have been. Well, it would have been the Saints versus Minnesota in the dome, maybe. But Dante Culpepper had a hurt ankle, and I just feel like with the dome crowd and that pass rush, although that that was like Randy Moss at his apex, you know, that's like right. So maybe it worked out. Maybe it worked out better. Maybe it would have been a heartbreaking loss. I just feel like like that was one of those years. When, and it was the same thing in 2006 with the Saints too. Like the NFC was garbage in 2006. The Saints in 2006 went 10 and six and got a bye. And not only did they go 10 and six, they went 10 and six and took the last week off. Like they had the bye. They were 10 and five and had the bye sewn up. You know? Right. I mean, so, I mean, they took Drew Brees out after the first series. Yeah. And and everybody was like, oh, this is the MVP of the league. And then, of course, you know, he doesn't get anything, uh, you know, because Danian Tomlinson went, went <laughs> nuts. And, you know, Lord forbid the league split the MVP vote. Yeah. So but, but whatever, whatever. Let's get, let's get to the playoff game, which was just joy. Uh, so they're playing the Rams. Kurt Warner's is 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 concussed, but he's back playing. You know, this is pre concussion protocol, you know. 
um, and all that. Uh, so the Saints, uh, Kurt Warner in that game was 24 of 40, 365, three touchdowns, three interceptions. Aaron Brooks, 16 to 29, four touchdowns, one interception. He threw, th- Willie Jackson had three touchdowns, like one of the, like, I feel like Willie Jackson, like, not that he deserves, like, a, uh, to be in the Saints Hall of Fame, but I feel like they need, like, a room of just, like, great, iconic Saints performances from weird dudes, you know? Yeah. And, and he's up there. Um, So, that playoff game, like, the Saints were just rolling the Rams. And then, it like, Ben, the thing that happened was injuries hit him. Like, Joe Horn got hurt on the first series of that game. And they had that's why Willie Jackson caught all them touchdowns because Joe Horn was hurt. Uh, right. But then they lost people in the set. Like literally the Saints by the end of the game were they were like out of corners. Like Alex Molding got hurt. Uh Mathis got hurt. Like they were out of fucking corners, and that's why the Rams started coming back. Um But I can tell you, like, there was a there was a key play where the, the Saints were up, I think it was twenty eight uh or th- they, they never were, had twenty eight. It was either twenty four or thirty one. It was when they were up. Um, it was when they were up thirty one to uh, twenty. The Rams got the ball back, and Sammy Knight intercepted the ball in the end zone to like to like kill a drive, which would have been more points for the Rams. But right, the sense of doom in that stadium when it was thirty one to twenty eight, and they're punting to Azakim. And there's like a minute and something on the clock. Oh yeah, absolute, absolute just absolute uh, fear in that stadium was beyond nothing I've ever seen. I mean, I was working, I was working at, I want to say I was working at the video store uh, at the time. Uh, I, I don't even know if they're still around anymore. I was working at a major video uh, <laughs> down by ca- down by Causeway and Lakeside. Uh, uh, yeah, it was near Lakeside, but it was <laughs> it was across it was across and on the other side of Causeway. Uh, and yeah, so and we had the game on. There, there were only a few times that we were ever allowed to throw to throw a sports game on. Otherwise, we had to have yeah. like some. Otherwise, we just had to be watching the security camera. Yeah. So we throw the game on, and people were crowded. You know, they would come and walk in and just like look at the screen for you know watch the game for about five or ten minutes, and then go and look for a movie, and then come and yeah watch another five minutes or so and then leave. But the last, I don't know, five minutes of regulation, maybe the last six minutes of regulation, oh, brutal. everybody was, there were about 10 or 15 people watching the TV and I'm going up and I'm, let me see, I'm looking at the thing. So basically the saints were up 31 to seven. And then with at nine 36 left in regulation, the Rams cut it 31, 13 yeah. And then it becomes 31-20 with less than four minutes left in regulation. So, yeah, so that's when that's when there were people You're like, oh, really gathering around the TV. That's when there were like 10 people around there <laughs> at that point. So then the same, So then they get up to the, the, the 31-28 thing. And oh. at that point, people are just like, oh, they're going to. They, yeah, this is this is what this is what happens. This, this is, is this is every time. This is every time. Every time this is it's 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 this it 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 is the it is the it is the full saint is about to happen, like we had to they had to burn the franchise to the ground and salt the earth if they'd have lost the game. And I remember, as God is my witness, I turned to my mom and I said, 
Azakim, he fumbles fucking punts all the time. He needs to do what he does best, and that's fumble this fucking punt. And he did it. And I was like, oh my god. And and credit Brian Milne, credit, like, that wasn't a thing where, like, Azakim fumbled it, and it, like, went right to him. Like, that was, like, a full-on, like, crazy-ass scrum for that ball. Yeah. You know? And another another time, we talked about it before with the River City thing. Like, Jim Henderson's call is, like, uh... Yep. So, per- like, just, like, this joy and relief and just, like, it's it's so, like, like so, per- like, Jim Henderson, I know, like, the, 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 the call for the, 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 uh, in the Super Bowl, like, uh, there, there is a guy, you know, when they went to the Super Bowl, like, he had, the, he admitted, like, he had a couple of things ready for that, uh, and the party with Lombardi, yeah. like, like, those are still awesome and great, but the, the Azakim ball, like, you know, like, he didn't have that, like, he didn't, he didn't script that out, you know, like, that's just, uh, that's just on the spot, and, and and another thing that makes it great. Um, so like, where does it? Where does the? Because they have won so much in the Peyton era, the Hazakim moment in that playoff game gets pushed down the list, which is a good thing, right? You want, you don't want to just be like, what's the greatest moment is in Saints history? Oh, that Hazakim. You know, like, you know, like you don't want yeah. like it's good that it gets pushed down, but like now in 2017, like where does it rank? I still think it ranks pretty high, right? Yeah. Yeah, this this is still this is still like my this is you know this is still the the number one moment for me. I mean, this is it's still it's it's still the number one moment for me. I mean, it was and and, and I know this it was weird, but I always like as I get older uh, with sports, I, I I wish I would have appreciated certain things more you know like in 2009 i i i I was old enough to where i was like you have got to appreciate this awesomeness and 2011 too to a certain extent even though it didn't end like we wanted but in 2000 like just in that moment when the people were walking out of the state like people were were uh were just it was just a joy and um i remember (laughs) walking out of the tunnel with my mom and we're walking out, and we get out of the dome, and you, and you know you come out and you you go down the main ramp right to the the, the 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 A gate, but we come out, and there are two people like against the wall, like you know when you walk out in the dome, they have the 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 you walk out and they have like the bars in front, right? They had two people yeah. just making out <laughs> feverishly. As we come out the door, like two, like probably like in their teens, right? Uh, just making out, and I'm like, unbelievable. Only in New Orleans would you come out of a Saints playoff game. And oh, I don't know about that. Maybe some Jets fans. <laughs> Maybe some Jets fans. But it was like, she's ma- there's two people making out, and it's a Ricky Williams jersey and a Jeff Blake jersey, and they're making out, and I was like. That's amazing. I love New Orleans. It's the greatest place on earth. Um, you know, and I think part of 2000, like, it doesn't get its due because we felt like it was the beginning of something, right? Like, it's the first year of Hazlitt. 
Aaron Brooks. He's young. He can run. He can throw. It's great. Ricky Williams will come back healthy. Next year, we'll have everybody back. And this is like going to be the beginning of something special. And it wasn't. And I feel like because of that, it uh, it it never gets its due. Is that fair? Uh, I would certainly think so. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it would, I mean, that like, that's total jubilation. That's absolute jubilation. And to go from, to go from voice cracking Henderson to just, uh, you know, mediocrity and then, and malaise and then just, you know, some scandal and just crap play yeah, for the feel- next for I the feel, next five years, yeah, it's I just feel, I feel like if you, if you had flipped it around, well, granted, it would change Saints history altogether if you flipped it around. But if 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 Hazlitt had come in and like built slowly and like two thousand, he goes seven and nine, and then eight and eight, and then eight and eight, nine and seven, and then in like two thousand three or two thousand four, built to that playoff game and won. The feelings of it would be much warmer. Of course, the rest of Saints history might be different, but you know what I'm saying. Like because yeah. because it happened, it was the first thing, and then the rest of it was all disappointed. There wasn't any building to it, so it it changes how you feel about it. Um, but I still like like two thousand like like. Tell me if I'm crazy, and then we'll get out. We'll be done with this. But I feel like in sports, the best things, the most fun years, are. The years when you win a championship, or the year where you go from you were terrible and you weren't worth a shit prior to that, and it's the oh my god we're good again, like that. Those years are the most enjoyable. And yeah, because, because you don't have any you don't have any expectations, right? You're playing with house money. Yeah, you're like we've been bad for a decade, and now. We're good. Like this is great. Like I didn't expect it. And, but like, like once you start to layer expectations on it, it's still fun, but it's not as fun. So uh, that wraps up the 2000 Saints. Uh, it's been a joy, uh, Kevin. Uh, thanks for joining. Us. I am so drunk now. Anyway, bye bye. Bye. <laughs> thanks to all of our Saints Happy Hour listeners whose donations made Drunk Saints history possible. Until next time, remember, surviving Saints history is hard. That's why God made alcohol.